Welcome to episode number eight of the Vegan Athletic Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Bovolino. In this episode, we get to meet Claire Stevens. Claire is a bit of an all-rounder cyclist, but I think it's safe to brand her currently as an ultra-distance cyclist, a vegan one at that, who earlier this year competed in the Indian Pacific Wheel Race, where she covered over 4,000 kilometres across Australia in just 14 days. I've known of Claire since last year, as she's a a bit of a proud vegan athletic customer, but uh, there is a whole lot more to Claire than meets the eye, which I personally had no idea about. We recorded this podcast over the phone, so please excuse the lower quality sound. I do prefer to sit face to face with everyone, but if I did that, then I'd be missing out on interviewing so many amazing vegans from around the world. Anyway. Here's to where a positive mental attitude can take you, which is something Claire truly possesses and you're about to learn all about. Claire Stevens, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks very much (laughs) for having me. (laughs) I'm excited about this. I've been wanting to... to, um, to tee this one up for a while and uh, well i'm always excited oh, as good. you probably know you are you are <laughs> great character <laughs> I've, um yeah I, I guess i've been following you a bit ever since oh, i was like who's this who's this claire buying kits from Ge- you in geelong when when i think i first yeah, sent, yeah, yeah. sent a, a bit of stuff and um and i was like all right it's good. We've got someone over in G-Town now who's repping the brand. And and then, uh, yeah, it would pop up from time to time on social. And uh, and then it wasn't until you really started ramping it up on Instagram. And I was like, hold on, Claire's doing a lot of Ks at the moment. Like, what's going on here? And then Indie Pack rumors started coming out. And it was like, oh, here we go. So- oh, that explains it. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's how that's how I know of you, um, and uh, but what I'd love to to do is sort of just start from early days and 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 find out a bit about where you, where you grew up and what um, childhood and all that sort of jazz was all about and and sort of wow how you've got that's to that's crazy yeah let's go there let's go let's go back and see how <laughs> how it gets you into where you're at today. Well, there's a there's a bit of a story to to my little life I've done lots of different things but um I came out came out to Australia when um when I was six um my parents emigrated from England with my sister and I and them and uh we started living in Brisbane I grew up in Brisbane and moved um essentially left home at 16 to go and join the air force and do an engineering degree because they would pay me to study at university which my parents couldn't do so um well, you know, I would have had trouble supporting myself at home. Yeah. So I went away and joined the Air Force and became an engineer and, and worked in the Air Force, then um, left that and worked for ANSET all the while enjoying. Actually, I rode bikes the whole time when I was a kid and, um, you know, in my spare time. And What type of riding were you doing as a, as a youngster? Oh, the kind of exploring out into the world, mm. you know. Um, good, good to know <laughs> you're still doing the same thing. 
Yeah, it was actually exactly what I do now. Wow. It was, oh, I want to go and see that, so I'll go there. And I used to ride down to the park on a, you know, on a weekend and check all the things out, and uh, you know the usual kid things too, making jumps down at the dump and <laughs> stacking it, stacking it, yeah, yeah. badly, yeah. <laughs> and not so badly, um, yeah. So doing all that sort of stuff and and going for uh, little adventures was was the main thing about riding. Mm. Anyway, um. So I went away and joined the Air Force, and they wouldn't let me ride a bike at, um, at where I did my degree. But um, I had a, it was a bit of a funny time. I was at the Defence Academy, so you probably shouldn't tell anyone that because it makes me sound like I'm a warmonger. <laughs> <laughs> but it was totally, um, totally didn't really. Well, in retrospect, I don't think it really fitted my personality. But in any case, um, I worked for ANSET, and then ANSET collapsed, and I became a surgeon because I thought about what I wanted to do if I could do anything in the world. And that's how I ended up in my professional life, being a surgeon. I thought, I laid in bed that night, the ANSET collapsed and thought, oh, that's what I'll do. And I'm very lucky that it's actually happened. You just, you know, that's what I'll do. I'll just become a doctor and, you know, go from there. So, so you went from being an engineer and you then went and studied medicine, is that correct? To, yeah. You got into yeah. med and then, yeah. Yeah. Um, where, so, where did you... Um, where did you Where did you do medicine? Where did you study, and where did that all happen? Um, I studied that in South Australia. Okay. I was living in Melbourne at the time when I worked for Ansett. I worked in three different states, but I ended up in Melbourne when they collapsed. So I had to do a whole heap of stuff to get in, and, and uh, Flinders in Adelaide was where I got in. Yeah. Um, so I made this little traipse across the country to Adelaide, and oh, it's a lovely town, and, and I'm lucky enough to live there again now. So, um, yeah. Uh, that was where I did medicine, but I came straight back to Victoria once I'd done that um, because I wanted to live where my friends were. Yeah, and so you, um, after after you'd finished med, you then wanted to specialise. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I always wanted to do surgery. So you knew that from um, the, from the before you even started med that you wanted to specialise in surgery. Yeah, yeah, and I did go through little phases of wanting to do other things. Mm -hmm. um, paediatrics for a little while i think yeah. that was the only other thing yeah. um just because kids are cute yeah and they ride bikes oh. <laughs> <laughs> no um, no that's not true that's not why but you know. <laughs> no um but yeah oh, surgery is the best anyway it's like it's the the bee's knees of doctoring you get to fix people yeah by actually fixing them you fixing know like it's yeah. well yeah. it's kind of like engineering but for the human yeah. the human body best. engineering well, the best machine in the world, The best really. machine in the world, true, yeah. true that. Um, and were you were you wanting to specialise in any particular area of surgery? Oh, I've back, always back liked, um, yeah, um, well, not back then, but mm. um, but there were sort of two types and um, I ended up doing one of those two types. One was vascular and one was general surgery and I ended up doing general surgery, which is, um, which is still what I'm very happy doing, you yeah. know. Now, general surgery for those at, at home who don't understand what general surgery is that 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 um, that's kind of the original form of surgery is that correct where it was a, a general surgeon would would be the go-to in in any hospital can you can you cover what a general surgeon usually does these days well in the old days it used to be that they did vascular surgery orthopedic surgery so mm. bones they mm. did 
vessels, they did everything. But now we basically, well, we mostly do guts. But when I was when I was going through my training, I used to say boobs, bellies, bums, and butts. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's that's what we do. The, the three Bs. Yeah, is that three boobs? No, there's four. There's four. Damn it. <laughs> four Bs. Yeah. Um, and all the and best. All the best. Bees. All the best Bs. <laughs> Um, so from there you uh, have now you now specialize in did you did I hear you correctly last time you said in liver Uh, livers and livers and pancreases I'm sort of um, I'm working my way towards that a bit more Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah that's that's um, that's my preferred they call it a subspecialty of general surgery so livers and pancreases they're the most interesting parts the the bowel's just a tube um and the, the liver the liver is the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. It's just uh, wow. it's just lovely, and it feels nice when you touch it. Oh anyway. god! <laughs> <laughs> um, oh god! We're, we're, I'm, I'm glad you're not a uh, <clears throat> cannibal here at all. I'm, we're, in, we're talking oh, yeah. to, we're talking to a plant based yeah. chick here, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't eat it. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. So how many years now have you been specialised or sub-specialising in, in oh, that particular area? So I've been a, a surgeon now for three years mm. and um, I was training for oh, 10 years or so to okay. become a surgeon. So right. it takes a long time. It does. Yeah. A lot of, a lot, a lot of you know, half doing bit, a lot, half, they, it's like an apprenticeship. You mm. get taught to do little bits and you get to do a bit more and then you get to do a bit more and... Mm. And then you can go berserk, and so that, to speak. <laughs> yeah, right. And so nowadays, what's how does your um, where's your your time sort of split up in terms of work? Where where are you based and and whatnot? What's... Oh, well, this year I'm doing something totally crazy. I um, left Victoria. I was in Geelong for a couple of years, just doing general surgery, and um, I left Victoria to come over to Adelaide and do a high degree. Um, so I'm doing a master's in research, mm-hmm. and um, I locum. So I go and visit lots of country towns in South Australia and I just spent the weekend in Warrnambool but I've been doing that for three years or so visiting them intermittently mm-hmm. so I so I'm doing a research degree and uh, sort of locuming in Port Pirie, Port Augusta and Port Lincoln yeah um, so I go there a week at a time and uh, just operate and be on call and then come home and do my research yeah <laughs> yeah and and you get you get to choose when you want to locum is that correct like you can just yeah yeah, yeah. So you just yeah. make it fit in with with when you're studying, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Or ride right. or writing. Or writing. <laughs> <laughs> I told him I wasn't free all the way through March. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, can't can't take that one on. So, all right, all right. How does uh, so there there has been the link of being a cyclist in there the whole time. So you've always been riding around. You you've never yeah. sort of been a competitive cyclist or have you? Oh yes, I have. Oh okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I um, I started. Take, take us there. Well, I started riding. I, I, I always wanted to race. Like I always thought it was cool. And I remember seeing Scott McGorry and um, Brett Aiken win a gold medal in two thousand, and mm-hmm. that's when I got a proper road bike. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I was in Adelaide at the time, but um, I went down to the local um, crit races. Yep, and down to Victoria Park. I, 
Oh, I think, is it called that? There's, it's like, yeah, I think it's called that. I can't yeah. remember what it's called. Where yeah, the, the park but, um, lands where there's... and the grandstand there. Oh, no, no, no. There no. Were, um, it was a truck place. Like, it was a four-cornered place. It was run by Nord on a Tuesday night. Mm. And anyway, I went down there and I um, and I didn't had never raced and I did these crits and they were great. They were the best thing ever. In fact, oh. they were so, so exciting because you ride really fast. Yeah. Well... <laughs> <laughs> It's a good. Uh, it's a good place to start the old crit. It's a. It's a nice way to to get you into racing. Yeah, and um, I do. I did a road race series through that year, those those times too. Mm-hmm. And I ca- then when I came to Victoria, I still uh, raced a bit more on the road. I was never really very good at it. Although mm. I did win a couple of handicap opens. Oh, good. Um, they, they must have thought I was slower than I was. Ha <laughs> ha. Um. <laughs> um. The, so one of those was the hundred mile. The hundred mile in Mount Gambier. Yep. Yeah, um, I won that twice. Well, the female uh, first female twice for that, and all the chicks start off on the same thing. But so it wasn't very popular because no fast chicks turned up because okay. I won it. Okay. <laughs> hey, um, it's good enough. Yeah, you know, no, a win, so, a, w- a win is a win. A win is a win. Yeah. Um, so uh, and then I went to Alice Springs in the final year of medicine, and um, the guy that owned the bike shop there, Corey, who's a friend of friend of mine, he. I put my bike in for something. I don't even know what it was. And he said, oh, I'm not giving it back. Here's a mountain bike. And um, I went out mountain biking with the chicks in Alice Springs and loved it. Yeah. There's good mountain biking out there in Alice Springs, isn't it? Oh, it was fantastic. Mm. Yes, there's, the trails are absolutely wonderful. Mm. And you'd, you'd think it was desert and sandy. It's absolutely not. It's no, just yeah. – it's mostly rocky, actually. If you fall yeah. off, it does hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I got into mountain biking and then I did a seven-day stage race over in Canada with the Alice Springs mob. Oh, it's great. Tra- tra- Trans Rockies and um, I did a lot of endurance um, ri- rides slash I really call them rides because I didn't ever really race them. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, um, so all those sorts of things around Victoria and then got into my friend, Jess, my friend was Jess Douglas and I did a 24 and then another 24. <laughs> 24-hour race? Mount, mountain biking solo, y- yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh. so, yeah, so the mountain bike uh, thing was happening. Were you, were you riding a little bit of both at the same time or did you go full deep into mountain biking at that oh, point? Oh, no, no, I was doing both because, mm. you know, riding bikes is riding bikes. It was good fun. Of course. Yeah. So I was never really fast but I had a great time mm. riding mountain bikes as well. Mm. 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 Right, so... God, you've been around. You've done a lot. Oh, yeah. No, I've done a lot of different weirdo things. <laughs> oh, good. This is good. Um, right. So <clears throat> where the hell does does becoming or playing with uh, plant foods and veganism and all that sort of jazz start to come into all of this picture? Well. Well. Um, well. <laughs> Things have niggled at me for a long – had niggled at me for a long time. Um, I had – I remember there was – oh, there's something loud going on over there. That's all right. It's all good. Uh, There was a – there was a – I was listening to an interview on the radio um, many years ago about milk and they were talking about how milk's actually made. It was on Triple R in Melbourne and I had to turn it off. I was like – I was so distressed Mm. because I thought, oh, my God. 
I probably was more, I, I thought, oh, my goodness, what I'm doing is terrible. I'm drinking so much milk. That's really bad. Mm. But then I, so I turned it off and put it out of my mind. And then, um, you know, things, little things like that had cap- happened along the way of, of my little life. And then um, I was sitting in 2011 or so, I was, I was sitting at my desk doing some study of some sort and I was drinking a latte and I just picked up the latte and it was really weird. I just thought, what on earth am I doing drinking mm. something that's come from the boob of another animal? Yeah. And, <laughs> and milk's where it started. So that day I decided that I wouldn't be drinking any more milk yeah. and I looked, I looked on the interwebs and I thought, well, if I'm not drinking any more milk, I shouldn't eat any more meat and I went vegan overnight. Shit. Well done. Yeah, well, <laughs> and it was none of that. And I actually went on the internet and did a lot of research and saw how everyone was doing it yeah. and came came across uh, Doug Graham's stuff and yes, 80, yes. 80, 80, 10, 10. 10. Yep. And I thought, oh, well, that makes sense. That's actually a really he- healthy way. Scientifically, it made sense to yep. eat fruit and vegetables. Yes, yes. Um, and I was – I stringently – so I – Became vegan overnight, and yeah. I stringently boom straight into eighty ten ten boom yes. raw, raw vegan. Yeah. yeah, and then but then, with the exception that I had a soy latte every okay. day. Yeah, <laughs> my lattes turned to soy. Yeah, um, and uh, and that lasted probably a couple of months, and then I was just vegan. You mm. know, like, mm. and I still I still eat a lot of fruit. Um, mm. and I think that you and I think you sort of need to to um. Mm. To be happy, yeah. But uh, what I found for bike riding, and my coach at the time said, "Oh, gee, um, that might that's going to be hard to do." Mm. And I said, "Oh, no, no, no. You know, like it's going to be it's it's all right. I'm mm. sure it'll be fine because I um, believed all the things that I'd read and it made sense to me." And so, lo and behold, my power numbers went up. Mm-hmm. I lost shitloads of weight, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my power power numbers went up as well, and I ended up being fast mm. you know like mm. uh, until I went back to uh, I, then I went to a busy job and went to work and then was just just vegan you know yeah, like yeah. Not, not not a special vegan just a vegan just a, <laughs> not a level three uh, not a level 300 <laughs> vegan yeah just a special <laughs> vegan and I'm still uh, just an ordinary vegan and I'm still just an ordinary vegan but occasionally I do go like yeah. you know like you go back into it and yeah 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 super super same it, it's it really makes you go fast. Like yeah. everything goes fast. Do you think faster? You yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. this is this is back in this happened in 2011 for you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as a as a, as a, a medical practitioner as a surgeon, what um, what stuff were you finding? W- w- did did that did that change the way you looked at your profession as well? Coming into the the diet the diet side of things and. All of that? Um, not really. What mm. it did, what it did, make me realise is that most of the stuff I fix is because of the way we eat. Mm. And I and it just at the start it used to frustrate the bejesus out of me mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you know all these people were getting all these problems and really almost all of them can be tied back to how oh. we're eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and but you know I've sort of. I suppose um, being a bit more complacent about that as time's gone on because I can't, I, you just can't convince people necessarily, yeah. and it's and it's sometimes not worth tackling the problem, which mm. sounds like a real cop out, but mm, it's um, mm. no, but I, it's yeah. I understand it's it's one of those things that I, I think a lot of um, 
a lot of people who have gone vegan uh, uh, are coming to terms with is that there's a, a lot of different ways to approach it in in order to help uh, help recommend or help help promote it as well. Um, and yeah, sometimes you, you can't you can't go straight to the throat or the mouth, whatever. <laughs> no, because it, it's it's got to it's got to be a bit more of a. Everyone needs to be ready for it, I guess. <clears throat> yeah, well, um, they would. Uh, most people probably do like I did when I heard that thing on the radio and I turn it off mm. because it's too too hurtful. Too much information. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um. So. <clears throat> uh, the oh. You know what I haven't done? I haven't. Usually, I ask everyone when I when I start the show what you've eaten today. Let's quickly do that, and then uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll get back into it. Yeah. <laughs> you're on you're on the road today, so this is going to be fun. What have you? What yeah. have, what's uh? What have you had since? Uh, oh, since so morning? I had I had the same breakfast I always have every morning. I had uh, five bananas blended with water, yep. and I drink them and have a little soy latte with it. It's more like a soy piccolo. Yeah. Um, so that was breakfast, and yeah. then just before I spoke to you, I had a mouthful of banana because I've um, just I've got what's left with me as yeah. I've come across. I've just had an apple and two bananas, so there you go. There we are. <laughs> Jeez, you're, you're, you're so I've been I've been eighty ten today. Doug would be happy with you. <laughs> oh, he would. <laughs> he would be happy with and and geez, my athletic performance this evening will be top. Will be fair. <laughs> 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 so, so do you take a blender with you everywhere you go these days oh yes yeah absolutely yeah oh, um <laughs> i don't go anywhere without a blender yeah. a soda stream and so there's a box that sits in the back of my car <laughs> a blender a soda stream yeah and a little coffee machine <laughs> <laughs> i need to get a soda stream i love soda water so much and i've uh, got a i've got one of the soda stream bottles next to me right now good <laughs> Good. Feel free to have a swig whenever you need to. But um, they're good, those soda streams, aren't they? You just uh, just pump them and, and, and you've, oh, got, you've, got, you've got your soda water. It's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, got to get on it. Mm. <laughs> you're, you're a true cyclist. Um, uh, well, <clears throat> I think uh, I'd want to maybe let's touch on, on Indie Pack. Um, for those who don't know what the Indian Pacific wheel race is maybe instead of me explaining do do you want to explain a little bit about what it was how it came about and and why why the hell you got involved yeah well um it's a race it's a race across Australia from Fremantle to the Sydney Opera House Mm -hmm. and it was devised by Jesse Carlson and uh, mostly, I think, and uh, and he had the hand of quite a few people um, to organise it. But Jesse's the main protagonist, and he he thought of it based on uh, all the efforts of cyclists of bygone eras. And there's been plenty of people that have crossed the country. Well, I say plenty. There's probably been half a dozen <laughs> people <laughs> that have crossed the country like well before there were proper roads. Mm. You know, like these amazing people, and. And so he designed the race in the spirit of them, mm. but also um, des- devised a course that you had to had to stick to. So specifically designed to follow roads that cyclists use through towns. So, um, for example, through uh, when we left Fremantle, we were on a bike path um, almost straight away 
yeah. um, up to the Perth Hills, through where people ride through the Perth Hills and then on through there. And then the, the routes through each of the towns have been where, where cyclists usually ride. So it's like the popular routes that, people, that, that, all, the, yeah. that all the locals will usually take. Yes, and, and, yeah. um, and I know that that's the case because a lot of the towns we went through I've... As, as yeah, Well, yeah, as a trainee surgeon, you go lots of different places mm. to work. So um, I, most of the towns in Victoria had been to and ridden in bunches out of. So, yeah, yeah it w- he did the course really, really well. Mm. So the way the, ra- the race rules were essentially you weren't allowed any support, you weren't allowed to pre-book accommodation, yeah. you had to follow the route exactly, yeah. and you just rode. I suppose that wasn't it really a rule, but <laughs> you just had to ride. Uh, yeah, so continue. Well, um, whether there's much more to say about mm. it. So we all just left with ourselves a little bit of food and some um, bags on our bikes um, and and headed across the country. You did. You all did. Yeah. With, 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 with nearly... A huge population around the well. I was going to say uh, in the country, but around the world, all, all following you because every one of you were running a GPS tracking device as well. Yeah. Yes. And uh, um, it was fascinating to be able to pinpoint you all throughout the entire journey. What was amazing was that you'd go through, ride through a town, and you, in the middle of the night, I was riding through. It was the middle of the night. It was dark though. Mm. It was. Um, Riding through one of the towns, and someone yelled out, G'day, Claire, go, go, you know, like, just be bloody hell. What the, what that, you know, like, because it'd nearly make you fall off your bike with fright. Yeah. <laughs> because they'd be tracking you and they'd be able to see who, who it is that's yeah. coming through, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Claire, how do you prepare for, for how many kilometres was it? 5,500 or something Five, like that? Yeah, 5,500. And yeah. to, to, well, how to prepare for it, just ride your bike, really. Mm. Um, you can overthink these things, and I did. Um, yeah. I spent yeah. so much time trying to work out what to take and what not to take and yeah. where to strap things and, you know, like there's a lot of that. Yeah. And um, I was working um, full-time last year, so I was, you know, working – every day of the week, most weeks, because I used to do a lot of on-call. But on the Mm. weekends that I was off, um, the way to train for it was this. I left at 4 o'clock on the morning on Saturday morning and Mm. I'd come back sometime on Sunday. Wow. (laughs) So you'd do do the overnighters. Yeah, I did a a whole heap of different um, things. I like to do out and backs because it made you go the full distance, you know, like if you – or a loop or – So I rode to – Bendigo one day and or a road one of my friends was Everesting so I rode from Geelong to where she was Everesting did a mm-hmm. couple of loops with laps with her and then rode home you yeah. know yeah and um oh all sorts of of little um trips to see Victoria mm. <laughs> mm. and you were based where were you based at that time last year Geelong so you were in Geelong yeah yeah so a lot of rides out of Geelong yeah yeah mm. um <clears throat> and and I mean, were you were you sort of getting advice or, or any coaching or anything like that on on uh, to leading into it at all? I did. Um, I did enlist the support of, of David Heatley from Cycling Inform. He's mm-hmm. not a bloke that's coached me before. He's, um, uh, I've had some a few different coaches, but my, I've had a really good coach. But I knew he was too busy to look after me, so I. I I spoke to David Heatley and I just wanted him to keep an eye on what I was doing and it also helped 
to be sort of accountable. Yeah. I, I basically told him what I wanted to do, 50Ks extra uh, every week yeah. on my um, on my rides, yeah. <laughs> you know. But he was keeping an eye on me and making sure I was all right and it was helping to make sure that I said, if I said I was going to do 600Ks that weekend, I did it, you know, because I told David I was going to do it. So, yeah. Yeah. And so it was really helpful having that and he was just making sure that I didn't overcook myself and, yeah. and, and, and gave me a few pointers and advice on things. And one of the big questions I wanted to ask him was about, um, I, I asked him and I, I asked a few people this question because we were deciding whether to put um, aero bars on my bike because just uh, about everyone's got aero bars. Aero and I, bars. Still get, I still get comments about that, that I never had them because mm. well, they're bloody uncomfortable. <laughs> what, is that what it came down to, comfort? Yeah, yeah, mm. comfort and not being used to riding in a position that's in that position. Yeah. And, and also I use the drops a lot anyway, yeah. and you lose a whole heap of handlebar space. So, yeah. you know, just things like that were really helpful to have someone help out with um, how I was preparing, just mm. someone to say, I think this, what do you think, yeah. um, you know, and, and get advice. And um, one thing that I did do four weeks before um, the Indy Pack started, I followed the route. Um, my intention was to follow the route to Canberra from Melbourne, but I, um, I stopped in Cooma. Okay. Um, and so uh, I stopped in Cooma because I was carrying my spot tracker. I had everything set up exactly as I would in the race. Mm -hmm. um, so four days from um, Melbourne to Canberra is what I calculated, and it was on the fourth day that I was riding up past Cabramurra, and I met another cyclist. He went past me at some great knots. We said hello. He said, oh, you're carrying a bit of things. Oh. And, <laughs> and, and we, you know, kept on our merry ways, and about half an hour later I saw him spooled out across the road oh, so God. yeah so he'd come off and the spot tracker i used the spot tracker to um to alert rescue people so i was delayed a long time and we got him he was fine in the end but oh. he wasn't at the time um and we, so it was quite exciting we had a helicopter come in and take him out oh god and um yeah well he um, bumped into the right person i guess you know what to well, I had a tracker and I knew what to do. Yeah, yes. yeah. But the tracker was more useful than any of my skills because all I did was make sure he didn't get up from the road yeah, <laughs> and yeah. stop cars. Yes. But it was a very quiet road and we only saw, well, we saw two cars the whole, there were some fishermen that stopped in the end with us um, and just kept us company. Um, but we saw one car before the fishermen. How did and he, that was it because it's, how, how did he cause it's it? very do, remote. Do you know oh, how he, he came does, off? He, he, he doesn't know and I'd say uh. he... he hit a wombat or a, okay. you know, there's okay. some timber on the road, so he might have hit that. Just hit it, it was yeah. just over the crest of a, crest of a hill. Okay. So, um, so there's a couple of things that came out of that. You know, the spot track is really, really useful for yeah. sending for help. And, um, but the other thing was, was that um, what it did is, because I stopped in Cooma, we drove from Cooma to Canberra. Mm -hmm. And we're, when we're on that road, my friend who'd driven my car up to Canberra to pick me up and came from... Um, we were driving from Cooma to Canberra with my bike on the roof and so on because I didn't have enough time to finish the bit from Cooma to Canberra. Mm -hmm. We're on that road, and that was the road that Mike died on. And we yeah. we made lots of, we had lots of discussion about how dangerous that road looked to us. Really? Yeah, and um, in, in uh, and that and I'd made the decision. I said to him, "Well, what I'll do is I'll time my ride so I do it first thing in the morning." And it turns out that first thing in the morning probably was, even wasn't wasn't was a good wasn't time a good to ride time. it either. Anyway, yeah. Was it the but, um, was it the fact that the the shoulder was narrow or? Oh no, the sh there was a shoulder, but the road was oh, it's just a horrible road, you know. It's mm. a um, it's a two lane highway. 
Yes. Um, traffic going a million miles an hour. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of, uh, it's a little bit windy and a little bit hilly. Mm. It's very exposed. Mm. And you sort, of, you sort of think it's not a fun road to ride and the traffic on it was lots. There was a lot of traffic on it. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's eerie, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is eerie. So, um, but in, in any case, um, having done that little bit of preparation beforehand, that was that ticked off my preparation that four was, weeks prior yeah, to the race. Yeah, was doing that four days. That's a great. Because oh, it was because you get your equipment dialed, you know, yeah, like, you know. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm not taking that, and I am taking that, and I wish I had that. Yeah. What was know? so? And what were the? What were some of the things that you got rid of? I did not take. Um, uh, a speaker because right. I didn't really want it because the yeah. view was too nice. Yeah. <laughs> I ditched my waterproof socks because I figured I'd never never wear them. Yeah. And something that I – well, I'm trying to think. Like, oh, and I had a, you know, a buff because everyone seems to have a buff Net when they buff. do these rides. Yeah, yeah, I got rid of that. Yeah. Got rid of that. And um, what extra did I take? I'm trying to think what it was. I don't know. But I sh- shuffled my gear around anyway yeah. on the bike and, yeah. and knew and knew what I could carry and what I couldn't, you mm, know, and mm. be happy with. So that was really useful, I think. Mm, mm. Um, and just just before, I think it's really um, the, the GPS tracker, I think it's a great thing to quickly touch on because I was hmm. um, with uh, old mate Sam O'Day the other day, another indie pack rider, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and Sam was showing me... I've um, got a Sam story too. Anyway. Oh, dear. Yeah, all right. Well, <laughs> don't worry, I'll note it down. We'll get there. Um, but Sam was showing me all his gear uh, the other day, and, uh, and mm. I, I had a ball because I was like getting in and out of his bivy and all that sort of stuff. And they're, <laughs> That's they're, excellent. They're amazing things. God, you can pack some stuff down. But he showed me the tracker, and... What a device! I mean, you, it, it runs on. It runs for how many weeks on a on a full charge? I don't know. Ages. Yeah, I, it's I've like a never few, replaced like a few, the batteries. Like a few months or something like that, without even having to replace the batteries. And um, and yeah, he showed me that SOS feature as well. Yeah. So that's what yeah. you used. And what what does yeah. the SOS does it does it just contact the local uh, search and no. rescue or no? So, because it's a subscriber service, when you got one of those, you subscribe to it. Okay. Sort so of, so you, pay, you pay for that? You pay, yeah, you pay a, um, a, an annual fee. What, do you and know it, how much it, it is? Oh, it was like 100 and – I think it was a, like just under $200 or something. Okay. I think. Including it the was, device or then you pay – No, more. no, the, de- the device is about 250 yeah. or so. Yeah. 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 But anyway, <clears throat> you see, you press the button and mm. I know what happens because – uh, they did it. Mm. Um, <laughs> it goes to America, right? And America ring first of all your emergency contacts. Yeah. So they rang. So I was in the middle of nowhere in near Cabramara when I set it off. Yeah. And um, so I had no phone coverage. Yeah. And I didn't have until I rode out of there. You right. know, like rode further down the road. So they rang my best friend who had just driven up from driven my car up to Canberra. Yeah, and they also rang my parents right. and asked and asked what I was doing, where I was, mm. and would there be any reason I would have set off my emergency beacon? So you have next, <laughs> it, 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 when you when you have that subscription, you put in your next of kin. Yeah, right. yeah. But so meanwhile, my friend in Canberra was packing death, and so <laughs> so oh, were my parents. Yeah, and not knowing that it wasn't me that was in trouble, in trouble. like it yeah. was yeah, it was someone else. But mm. um. Anyway, so I got back, had to get back to them a couple of hours later. But when they found out that it could be real, mm. so they ring your next of kin and they, and um, my best mate's gone, it could be real, she's yeah. in the middle of, yes. you know, yeah. Timbuktu. Yeah. And so they're like, they then ring the emergency services straight away. Right. And it's, it's effectively 
foolproof. Like there was mm. a guy that told me that was a mountain biker that told me at the scene of the of where we we're getting this guy helicoptered out. He said to me, "Oh, they're bulldust, but they get sent off all the time, and you know they get it so people ignore them." Ah, but that's not that's not, not true. Not true with a spot tracker. I um, spoke to the emergency services guys, and they said, "No, if you set one of those off, because you have to lift a little switch, you yeah, have to press like it. A, you have to flip, you have to press flip it, the tab, yeah, and you've got to hold, hold it. it. Yeah. Um, so they um, they know that it's if you've pressed it, you've meant meant to press it. Yeah. They then talk to your next of kin and make sure you are somewhere that you need help. Yeah. And then, um, <clears throat> and then they send it. And they did send it. What a service! Was, That's fantastic. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I God. I. I was because Sam was telling me all about it, and I just thought. That's great. Like I think. I think a lot of people now with with uh, bike touring and bike uh, trekking and packing, whatever you want to call it, being becoming more and more popular. I think that's a. That's a, a really important um, piece piece of kit to have. Essential, I think, yeah. um, and because not only did it enable me to do that, my mate knew where I was all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. and and if I stopped, it, it was actually quite strange, you know. Like I'd stop during Indy Pack or um, when I did that trial ride to Canberra. Yeah. Um, if I stopped, he'd call me. He'd been checking how I was going, and yeah. he'd call me and he'd go, "So, are you staying there for the night, or are you, you yeah. know, what are yeah. you doing? Are you getting something to eat? You yeah. know, like, and yeah. or it'll be a support call, or you've been going really well today, you yeah. know, like yeah. or whatever." Yeah. And so people can see, even if you're not in a race, they can see where you are. Where you are, and yeah, yeah, which is good. Yeah, they're great. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I. Uh, I I highly recommend them for anyone. I, even myself, I'm thinking about doing some some more, you know, traveling stuff in the future. And I'm like, yeah, I'm getting one of them if I remember ever doing any of that. Just just for the fact that you know, w- once you get out of reception, it, it, you've got nothing. Yeah. Like so, uh, essential piece of equipment, I reckon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Cool. Wow. Um, so let's go back to Indie Pack. You <laughs> you you started in um, in Perth. You trekked out. What was your going into it? What was your um, feeding strategy, if you had any? What were your thoughts I, going into it? So I learnt from Canberra from mm. that little trip trip going to Canberra that the only thing that could make me upset yeah. was not was not eating. And every single time that I was down, every time it was related. To, if you ate food, then. If I ate food, then I'd be you fine be again. Yeah. So I knew that food was the most crucial thing in the world mm. <laughs> when you're riding across. But um, but being vegan, I knew that there'd be some difficulties. But yeah. having tried everything, having worked everything out, you know, like I knew what I could get from petrol stations and yeah. what I can't. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I sort of had things that were that you know like that I knew I could get. And but across the Nullarbor and so on, leaving Perth was fine. Um, I had a couple of emergency things with me, yeah. um, cliff bars and, you know, the yeah. usual. Yeah. I actually had a couple of bags of uh, vegan recovery, SIS maker vegan recovery. Ah, yeah, yeah, powder. Yeah, the, the, yeah powder, yeah. Yeah. Which, are, which was really good actually the first night when I was waiting for tea and I was like dying. <laughs> yeah. I felt like I was dying anyway, I probably wasn't. You just um, <laughs> mix that in, you just mix that yeah. in with your water, yeah? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a couple of emergency bits and pieces with me, mm. but um, actually my feeding strategy is, was that I would eat every 50 k's or so. Yeah. And when I went across the Nullarbor, of course you couldn't do that, but then stash everything you possibly can fit on the bike, you yes. know, like and and um, 
and it sort of changed as 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 time went along. It actually wasn't. It's it's not that difficult being vegan, mm. really. Mm. It's, it's you. Know, I mean, vegans know it's not. It's not that yeah, hard. No, you no. can always I mean, get. I mean, we we know it, but it, I mean, it's a it's a whole other thing to start thinking about. Well, what's I, well? You can answer this. What's your what's a what's a good uh, in, for, for you? What works for you when it comes to you know halfway houses and petrol stations and stuff in the middle of nowhere what's a what's a meal what's a meal that you're going to go to if you something can, that if you can get it uh, something that's always there is coke every yeah. single time there's yeah. coke yeah hot hot chips yeah um uh, hot chips are um, yeah, the bee's knees yeah. and sometimes <laughs> sometimes i um i'd ask them for bread yeah. and hot chips yeah and so I'd make a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds terrible. No, I love. I said uh, oh, I love bread, bread yeah. and hot chip sandwiches. <laughs> and um, and it, it just Coke, Coke, and more Coke. And yeah. occasionally you could get soy milk. And so if I could get soy milk, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, I suppose barbecue shapes. Yeah. Nice, nice biscuits. Yeah. Um, and across the Nullarbor, and just about in any, just about any country town does a veggie burger nowadays. Yeah, and you can true. just, you know, like. Across the Nullarbor, the veggie burgers were really good and oh. they were vegan. Oh, wow. And they were, you know, like I tried not to be too picky about what they put yeah. in, in them yeah. with the exception that I'd never have cheese and mayonnaise. Of but course. The, the thing is Sometimes is that, there's a you know, bit, of, bit of egg here and well, there or something or whatever. Well, there, yeah. there might be in because it depends what, what patty they use, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but you can't really be that picky when you're in the middle of nowhere. So no. I just say... Um, veggie burger on vegan, and they and most of the time they knew because it was written on the front of my uh, vegan athlete oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And and they and they'd go, oh yeah, oh yeah, we'll do this, and um, you know, and Good on it was yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. There's, there's actually I don't know whether you've met Nathan Jones. Do you know Nathan Jones? No, I don't know Nathan Jones. So he was in the Indy Pack. He's from America. He was riding around the world, and yep. the Indy Pack was part of his Australia League. Right. He's he's vegan. Ah, and yes, 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 yes. Anyway, we were at um, we were both at uh, one of the roadhouses on the Nullarbor at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and he asked for a veggie burger with the lot. Yeah. And he uh, during Indie, during Indy Pack, he said, "Oh, I'm, I'm more vegetarian than vegan." But he asked for a veggie burger with the lot, not knowing that the lot in Australia means the Bacon lot. And, oh, God. <laughs> he comes out. He just stood up and he's like. Why are you doing putting <laughs> cheese and bacon on a veggie burger? <laughs> <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever. Uh, and the lady's like, oh, we're so sorry. And she went out, she took them away and she came back. She made him two freshies, you know, uh, like, but, oh, Lordy, I'm thinking of this bloody Americans carrying on like a pork chop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you're more like a bacon chop than anything. Yeah. Oh dear! Yeah, the lot, the lot in Australia is the lot, isn't it? Yes, yes. And so I had to tell him. I said, "Oh man," and we um, we talked about that a number of times mm-hmm. later. <laughs> later on. He would have refined his 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 skill of ordering by the end of the trip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Um, so let's go. Let's go deeper into the race. Where uh, how are you? How are you feeling? A, a good halfway into the whole thing. Were there were there many? Um, scares or any issues that sort of came up whilst riding? Um, I had already, part of my plan, I'd planned where I was going to be each day and part mm. of my plan was always to try and sleep six hours a night because I knew I didn't want to do anything stupid. Yeah. Um, it was more than anything and I also wanted to enjoy it. So yeah. um, I was riding um, 
probably at the start I was 300 k's a day, but um, it, it, at the end it was average 270. Mm-hmm. And so um, by the halfway, like by uh, as as you as I went along, I was actually feeling better than I thought I would. Yeah. You know, like You're I'd have times fitter and in, going into it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't riding fast at all. the The first couple of days, um, I took off too hard, I think, and that's what does you. Um, I had a problem with one of my quads, yeah. and it was the one that I take off on. And yeah. so I was taking off like a roadie, you know, like uh, yeah, each time. And I learned to calm down, you know. So I had some really nasty pains about day three, mm. but then as I but by Day five, I was fixed again, and I was just enjoying it. I was loving life. Um, mm. uh, there were obviously times when I was hating life, but not they were less, and they were always due to food. Food, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, always, yeah. Um, and uh, oh, it was just, I was an adventure in another world experience. I didn't have anything really go wrong, wrong mechanically. I had no punctures. In fact, the bike that I rode for Indy Pack still hasn't had any punctures. Oh, well done. What, what tyres are you running on that? Um, GP4000s, they're yeah. 28s. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I haven't changed them. Oh, they're doing <laughs> still. well. Yeah, yeah, touch wood. The, the bike's on the top of the car at the moment. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, you bought a new bike. for? Did you buy a new bike prior yeah, to, to that? Yeah, yeah. Were you on the specialized diverge yeah yeah no it's a specialized ruby it's a ruby um, yeah 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 and i got it in oh, i think i got it around christmas time yeah um so it came on the canberra trip was its real proper maiden voyage um yeah. i put a couple of uh, curve g4s on it yeah um 35 mil g4s and yeah. um and the 28 tires from from the start yeah and I, I thought I'd probably want 25s, but the 28s are super fast. Aren't and, they? Well, and they're so comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the bike is actually really comfortable. Mm-hmm. I really noticed the difference when I hopped on that from, you know, the bike I was riding to do all, most of my training was a, was a road bike that I raced on. So yeah. it was, you know, full rigid. Yeah. I changed it to 25 mil tyres and I thought that was a huge step, but yeah. jumping on the, well, the Ruby the, was... With the, the Roubaix, it's got, the, uh, sus- that's got the, the, the gel suspension in the rear stays and the forks and stuff, so... Yeah, yeah that, well... Definitely that, makes a big difference. Well, it's different now, so it's got that spring suspension on the oh, handlebars. you've got that and one. And I thought, yep. yes, and great. I thought that that would be rubbish. And, no, but, it's great. Uh, but it's not. It's actually really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I rode one a few weeks back and uh, I was quite impressed how how it works it's really nice yeah oh it's lovely yeah Mm. very pleased with that bike (laughs) yeah no and it matches all your kit and everything too so oh well (laughs) i lined that up yeah i I chose all my stuff very carefully (laughs) everything i chose specifically for the helmet the the glasses the kit spot on Uh, yeah (laughs) <laughs> people need to uh, for all your listens you need to uh, i'll drop it now whenever you need to go follow uh claire on on the gram and you'll be able to see her combos but you're uh i always thought it was surge on a bike and then i realized after you said you're a surgeon it's surgeon well, it's both on the bike. you it see is, it is it's it's good it's, it's a it's a good play on words i like it <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's it was my twitter handle and when i got sent i sent set up instagram one day when we we're on the ferry from queenscliff across to sorrento and my friend jess said you've got to get on instagram you what's your handle i said i don't know make it the same as twitter yeah. surgeon on a bike <laughs> yeah <laughs> um 
now for those who don't know or weren't following the IndyPak race, uh, the unfortunate news of Michael um, uh, being hit by a car and passing away uh, was a, a shock to to everyone. How how did that um, uh, play out for you personally, um, receiving the news, and and then what was sort of what kind of came after all of that for you? Well. Um the news was conveyed to me by a policeman on the way. Um, so a policeman who's a bike rider in Mount Gambia followed me on the Portland Road. Right. And as you pop out onto the sign that says, Welcome to Victoria, I yeah. already knew. Um, he didn't know that I knew. I'd found out a little bit earlier, but I he told me that the race had been cancelled. And mm. so um, I was nearly to Portland. I had that horrible – there's actually a horrible section of road between um, – uh, just at, at, between Donovan's, I don't know um, if people know where that is, but it's sort of where the Glenelg River yep. um, pop, pops out after Mount Gambia. And so it was between Donovan's and Portland was that road, and he stopped me on that road and said, the race is off. Mm. The race is off. Do you want me to take you back to Mount Gambia? And mm. I'm like, because um, I already heard about Mike in the um, just before I rode, um, I, it, while I was in Mount Gambia from a friend of mine, okay. and I didn't, I didn't believe him. Oh, God. He just yeah. said, he just said, oh, you know, like, I th and I thought, oh, no, it's probably not true. And I didn't really look on the emails. And then when the policeman stopped me, I looked at my emails and yeah. found out that Mike really had died. And, mm. you know, like I thought, oh, it could, it, it could have been anyone, you know, that was mm. around that area, you mm. know. Anyway, so he told me it was off and, and I sat by the side of the road for a while and thought, well, I can't sit here. Mm. It, was, it was a horrible trucky road. Um, so I then just rode into Portland and there were a whole heap of people's dots stopped in Portland. I never found anyone, but, um, there were dots stopped in Portland mm. and I sat there and had a veggie burger and thought, what, well, what shall I do? And I spoke to my great mate, Jed, who was, you know, talking to me through the whole race. He's the same bloke that picked me up in Cooma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, and I wasn't quite sure what to do. He kept telling me he'd come and pick me up, <laughs> and but I, I didn't want to stop, so I kept I kept riding and I stayed in Port Ferry that night. And basically, on the way there, decided that I'd keep going to Melbourne. Yeah. Um, after hearing that, you think it, it really brought home that we are really vulnerable. Yeah. I'd I'd set up. Everything I'd set up on the bike was for high vis. You know, yeah. um, I had the Rafa reflective socks. I had mm. the biggest flasher on my back of my bike that you could possibly imagine, mm. with another big flasher backup. I always wore my coat with the reflective stuff on at night, mm. Mm. Um, uh, and uh, you know, I was really conscious of being seen. But mm. what that brought home to me is that you might not be seen. Mm. You know, like someone could be looking at their phone. Um, uh, I got a. Um, I even got a love touch the following day on the Great Ocean Road um, from a tourist swing mirror. So, you know, like a love that touch being, <laughs> being that they that, that they, <laughs> they knocked me. They knocked you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not so lovely. Yeah. 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 So I mean, it really brought home how vulnerable we were. It was obviously devastating and and very sad as as well. Of course. Yeah. Um, I didn't know Mike well. I met him in the party beforehand yeah. um, at the at the pub where we all met. And actually, the, probably the last thing I said to him was, bloody hell, I can't believe you're riding 23 mil tyres because he did. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and, and he just laughed. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, uh, well, he's done some amazing things for, um, 
for bike packing and endurance riding and just yeah. for getting people out and riding and enjoying their bikes mm. like mm. um so much and yeah no it was ever so sad but it did make you think well what what am i riding across the country and doing this for and mm. um and so Despite the protestations of my friends who wanted to come and pick me up, I rode the rest of the way to Melbourne, and then I stopped in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, because I really couldn't leave the house <laughs> once I got there. Once you no. got there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, but and and I'd already I'd experienced the Melbourne to Canberra part as well, so I sort of knew what the scenery was like. So, mm-hmm. um, you know. <laughs> Yeah. It was it was a it was an easy call for you to, to stop it there. It well it, yeah it was really. Um mm. I've, I and a few days later I did think oh man I should keep going. Yeah. But I ended up not. Yeah. And I sort of regret that and I think if it's run again I feel as though I should go and do it because I want to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> Is there uh when when you're doing that that last leg through to Melbourne post uh, the news of, of Mike, is there, what kind of, what's the conversations that you're having with yourself in your head? Um, because I was trying to put myself in the shoes of all you guys out there, um, having, having knowing that and, and yeah, my mind was going a hundred mile an hour. Well, um, I was thinking that if, if, if I got, hit and and killed today yeah what i wouldn't want anyone to stop riding their bike Mm. because of me Mm. and i wouldn't want anyone to say oh she died doing what she loved either because no one deserves to die Mm. just because they love doing what they're doing or you know yeah um it's it's still no good dying on a bike yeah yeah but um and i was hyper aware of anyone passing passing me on the bike and i still am since i think Mm. um it's starting to subside a little bit but you you get hyper aware Mm. but the the conversation with myself was really about why am i doing this what what am i doing it for and is it should i change what i'm doing because of what happened to to mike and while it was sad and it'd make you be completely sad Mm. um quite often <laughs> as you're riding along. Yeah. It wasn't um, – I didn't think I should stop because he would have wanted me to or I should stop because um, of anything other than it, other than me feeling like I should stop, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and stopping all the people in Melbourne that were worried. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so this, I guess the, the, surge, the surge continued. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I just had no impetus for going fast anymore, so yeah. I, 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 you know, I ended up doing about two hundred a day. I think I, I, well, I stopped in Port Ferry the night that we found out, and then I went to um, Apollo Bay, mm. um, and then Apollo Bay to home. I think that's still decent. Yeah. That's still some decent. Uh, was it lawn? Yeah. Decent training stress that's going through the body. What? what oh uh, yeah! <laughs> my God! What? Uh, what was recovery like and, and what, what happened post? What was your body up to after that? Well, I felt remarkably good, oh, so, which is ridiculous. The next, the, so I got home, I got greeted by, oh, as I rode into, I've got to tell you about, as I rode I, from the top of the hill above Torquay all the way through to Melbourne, I had people with me almost the whole way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, so when I got to Werribee, Sam O'Day was there with ah, you know this what. Is the Sam, the, this is the Sam this, story. This is this seriously the Sam story. Right, it's right. like one of the culinary highlights of the whole pack. <laughs> He was standing there on the side of the road shivering because he was freezing. It was really cold yeah. and I had, I had loads of layers on. He yeah. was standing there in a rain jacket but with a little paper bag and inside of it this donut that's oh. like, oh, it was a vegan donut all the way from Melbourne. He'd done Mike's ride that morning yeah. and he brought back a donut and stood on the side of the road freezing to death to give it to me. What a bloody angel. What a good guy. That's it. That, he, got yeah. you, he got you a Mr. Nice Guy's donut, didn't he? I think it is I'm a Mr. Sure. Nice Guys. It had little almonds. Oh, That's it. Just, oh, seriously, and it was melt in your mouth stuff. Oh, I had, yeah. I, I, um, I rode out of Werribee, and once I got to the bike path, because he was in Werribee, <laughs> once I got to the bike path, I stopped, put it on my handlebars, and took a picture of it. That's on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As my friend Karen was riding towards me, and I'm like, hello, but I've just got to do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so uh, she took a picture of me, and there's still it's still sitting on my handlebars, but it wasn't sitting on my handlebars much longer. <laughs> <laughs> it was consumed. Oh, they are good. A, they are good donuts. That's a that's a great kind of donut to be getting when you're. Uh, oh, it was just the bee's knees. Like seriously, a fantastic culinary moment. Yeah, on the impact. <laughs> good on you, Sam. It's just, yeah. it's, it's a vegan thing. We know we know what it, what each other. What each other's needs and wants are after. Oh, it was just fantastic, <laughs> though. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> um, hmm. So yeah, so you, you you found that recovery wise, it was all good. There was not much. Oh yeah, yeah. So so <clears throat> I rode into. Um, so I got into Brunetti. My my friends who all ride with Brunetti jerseys on. They yeah. Um, Brunetti mob. They met me in um, Yarraville. Yeah. And rode me all the way to Brunetti's, and we we sat there and had. Um, I don't think I had much at all. I think I just had some fizzy water. Oh, and they made me a, um, a little sandwich thing. Yeah. That they, they make a little vegan sandwich thing and I inhaled that and then we went home and I thought, oh, I'm all right. I was mm. just tired. Mm. It was about five o'clock in the afternoon. The next day I got up, I washed my bike, took all my stuff off I was f- and I rode, rode around Melbourne saying hello to people. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I rode down to the Rafa pop-up and I had a coffee down there and I got yeah. some new kit. Yeah. Um, and then I went to the, you know, like the strip in Smith Street to get some undies and, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and a t-shirt to wear and, oh, you um, just... cause I had nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Of course. Um, and, and then I stayed in Melbourne for a week and every day I rode, um, and they were just little rides, you know, like I met up with, um, a couple of people, f- um, for breakfast, Vasiliki. Yeah. Um, the Greek uh, Greek girl that was riding in yes. Indy Pacific, she yeah. she'd stopped in Apollo Bay and um, had been uh, driven to Melbourne, and so yeah. um, I had a ride with her, and yeah. um, uh, we went out to visit um, Mark Ferguson, Maven. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I, yeah, so yeah. you guys uh, yeah, and caught, he caught up with him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, so uh, I had a good week of doing little rides, and then when I got home, I was straight into. Let's go up Norton, Stump, Norton Summit. <laughs> oh, God, back straight into it. That's fantastic. That's great. So many people talk about how um, how they're wrecked for months and months and no, you didn't have any sort of onset uh, fatigue or anything that came? I I, um, I had a hand that didn't work as well as usual for yeah. a while. Um, yeah. um, I couldn't do up zips very well. Okay. Um, I just had lost a bit of grip strength and undoing things was was harder. Yeah. It didn't 
um, and um, and I was I just had no get up and go on the bike. I could mm. just ride slowly, you mm. know. Like so, I was not I was not I was never really fast, but you know what I mean. Like yeah, I had yeah. no no oomph. Yeah. But um, but I was fine. I was just tired for a while. Yeah. You know. You didn't and lose. I, lo- Sorry, go. I wonder whether it's the way the way that we eat. Yeah, you know, like yeah. The recovery well, was just. Well, recovery is just great. That's the biggest thing I think most of most us vegan athletes talk about is is recovery is is on a whole new level compared to what it ever has been in the past. Um, Absolutely, I, and and I mean, just that when I very first went vegan, I did go hyper vegan, as mm. I've explained. But mm. um, but recovery was better, power numbers were better, everything was better. Mm. You know, like, but life was better. Yeah. You know, like everything, you it just you go up a whole notch. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, if I'm, anyone's I, I still, thinking about it, <laughs> yeah, get on it. I, like, <laughs> I, I still to this day can can just be super stoked with you know like post green smoothie or something. I've just you know thrown three bananas and some you know some kale and some almond milk and like you'll have it you'll have a killer smoothie and you're just like this is so good like. There's just Why too, would you do anything yeah, else? Yeah, there's just too much good inside of this thing, and you feel you feel amazing after it, and oh, it's just yeah, yeah. We know we're not. We're, I, we're, I we're, just we're, love my bananas and water. I could, you yeah, know, true. Like, that's I a love re- that. That's a great one. It has been my breakfast for as long as I've been vegan. So wow. since 2011, that's been my breakfast, yeah. and I never tire of it. it and if no. I'm post a ride, if I'm hungry and there's nothing in the house, there's yeah. always bananas, bananas. in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Do you uh, do you always keep some frozen as well? Is that your part of your game? No, I no, because no, I don't like anything cold. So yeah, okay. I, I don't know why. I just no, so that's, um, that's fair. That's nothing's good. in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good, especially when <laughs> when it's winter. And uh, oh god, there's nothing worse than having a cold smoothie in the middle of winter. You just can't warm up from the rest of the day. No, no. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, so what, um, oh, just a quick, a quick one. I was just thinking then, what were the stats in terms of how many days um, were you riding in total from start to finish? Uh, 14 days. 14 um, days. From, from Fremantle. Oh, no, 16, sorry. That, that's not correct. Not right. 16 days from uh, Fremantle to Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, the average was 270 a day. That's solid. And and what was the total? Which of, is when you think about it, it oh, actually is. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Two seventy so a day is is the total oh. was four thousand. Like it was just, I think it was six k shy of four thousand. And we did talk about riding around the block. <laughs> oh, just just to, just to get it in there. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, well done, Claire. That's a yeah. that's a top I, effort. I, yeah. Oh, thank you. No, it was uh, it was actually it's not. Um, it's. It wasn't really a, an effort. It was fun and an yeah. adventure, you know, like, well, it wasn't yeah. effort, but, you know, like it was it was absolutely fun. And I think it's a very selfish thing to do, the Indie Pack, really, yeah. because you're really just doing it for yourself. For yourself, <laughs> of course, yeah. of course. You, you, to it's, just do it's it. It's an achievement, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'll go, this is just one more finer detail that I'm in the back of my mind. Did you sleep out much at all or were you sleeping in hotels along the way? 
I slept out two nights. Yeah. Um, and the rest of the time I was um, just booking. I was in. I was in my house because. Um, and really, that the nights that I slept out, it was just I'd slept before I could just for an hour or two yeah. to get me to somewhere because. Um, I found that food was in the same place as a building to sleep in. Yeah. Um, and so was a place where you could wash your kit for the next day, which is worth a million bucks. Yeah. Having. Yeah. Um, and I wash my kit every day, you yeah. know, like, because um, I only had the set I was wearing. Yeah. Um, washed every day, showered every day, you know, like. Yeah. And, yeah, the the night that I slept out, I just did an all-nighter because I stopped in a hotel for, a, for four hours mm-hmm. because it was – um, the because I needed food actually, and I was trashed. Yeah. So I stayed there, and then knew I had a very long way to go. And then the other time was just because it was too hot to ride, so I stopped early and then rode in the night again. Gotcha. Yeah, you've uh, you're you're a uh, you're a good example of how to how to do the ultra stuff. I think uh, I think it's important to be to know to know your strengths, to know what you're capable of. And to go and test that stuff out. Um, I'm a big, uh, like I, I talk about that all the time when people even talk of wanting to start going into running and, and whatnot as well. Take your time. Like get to know your body and get to know what you can do and don't go too hard too quick because you're going to, th- there will be a breaking point. And uh, to, to hear that you've gone, that you went that entire distance and for the most part, um, was were completely in, loving it and enjoying it, and mm. you you didn't break, and you didn't pop, and you didn't get mega fatigue or anything afterwards. That's yeah, well, well done. <laughs> I think you know, like the whole the whole philosophy of of everything you do in life is to enjoy it, mm. and if you're not enjoying it, well, it's not worth doing. So mm. it, you know, I was going as far as I could with still enjoying it. Yeah, and um. And if you if you if you're smiling, well then it can't hurt you. <laughs> well, you were smiling the whole time. Every time we'd see a selfie coming out, oh, yeah, Claire's just out there stoked again. <laughs> oh, there is there is a, there is a picture that I've got on my phone that I took was the was the first night I spent that when I did this all nighter, and I look exactly like I felt when oh, I took it. It miserable. was like fuck the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh, it's uh, cut out again. Hold up, hold up. We'll see if this comes back in. There we go. Now you're back. Uh, uh, it's because someone's trying to ring me and I'm just... Yeah. I don't know how to tell them, to, like, how to turn it off. If you need <laughs> to answer it, you can answer it. No, I, d- I don't. I don't need to. Um, but, like, I don't know how to turn them off. That was what happened last time someone rang me. Uh, okay. And got turned off. If you are, yeah. uh, you're on your phone, aren't you? Well. We're back. They've gone. Okay. Because otherwise mm. you can just swipe up and then hit it on the do not disturb feature. Or oh, something. can you? That might. Um, oh, I'll try that. That might help. Swipe up. Yeah. So See, from, I'm, from, I'm, your, from I, your home page. Yeah. You're on an iPhone, aren't you? Night shift. No, that's the uh, moon. Is yeah, the, the little moon? moon. Yeah, hit that one. All right, hit the moon. Yeah, yeah the moon's Good. on. Good. <laughs> yes, um, it is an iPhone. Yeah, cool. So, uh, what's on the horizon, Claire, for for yourself? Well, um, I've got a I've, July and August has been really busy with work, so yeah. it's a pain in the bum because it means I can't ride really long way. But um, 
I'm planning to do what's called a super randonnée yeah. um, in a few weeks' time, um, towards Where? the end of September. Where's that? Which is which is an Audax ride, and it's one that you do by yourself. So it's a, a set route, mm-hmm. um, and it's um, 600 k's, and um, it's you do the climbing. The, the amount of climbing has to be greater than 10,000 meters. Right. So there's three three Australian super randonnées. One in um, the, the uh, Alps and one in, uh, well, you know, one around Hotham and that. Yeah. And one, one around Cabramurra. I can never know what those bunch of mountains are called. They're, they're, one up they're, there. One they're, Those two, the bunch of mountains. Blue mountains, yeah. Oh, is that, I don't is think that them? Blues. No. Um, Osco National Osco, Park. yes, 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 yes. Um, so one up there, there's one around Hotham and all those places. And there's one that starts and finishes at the basin. So that's mm. the one I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, it goes from the basin and up um, Borbor. Yeah. Um, the one in 20, of course. Yeah. And a whole heap of other climbs around Melbourne. Yeah. Um, over 600 k's. So, and you have to do that within 72 hours, I think it is, or 60 hours. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's an Audax ride. And the reason I'm doing that is because I want to qualify for another Audax ride that's um, going from Sydney to Melbourne in November. Oh, great. Yeah. So I've got those little things up my sleeve. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go to Tassie later in the year as well. Just to, I've gone ridden around Tassie three times and I'm going to go back. Yeah. Um, but this time do it in bikepacker fashion. Well, I suppose I sort of did do it in bikepacker fashion before, but old school bikepacker fashion. When you say bikepacker fashion now, are you is this still staying at, at motels? Yeah, is that, is that how yeah. You, oh, how you do oh it? yeah, that's yeah. how I roll, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like to have my kick clean. <laughs> do you know? Do you know many people that that do go the full sort of, uh, you know, sleep in a bivy, blow up mattress kind of thing? Is do do you know many that? that do that a lot because from what i gather now a lot of people kind of i guess and it's 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 much easier to pack for and whatnot but you can just do the whole motel thing plan out your trips and stay to motel. yeah well i had the um the bivy and and the little mattress for the canberra trip and also for for indie pack of course Mm -hmm. but um but as i worked out during my little canberra trial that um Everywhere I went for, you know, good food, that not a petrol station food, but actual food. Yeah. Every time there was a, it was a building where there's a motel. So yeah. I worked out that if you're going to have a sleep, it's nicer to have a couple of hours sleep in a bed mm. and have a shower and wash your kit mm. and eat while you're washing your kit. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it, it was just that was the best way of doing it in a race situation. Mm, I mm. say race in inverted commas because it wasn't that fast. But, you know, and it's also the way to do it just for fun as yeah, well. Yeah. But it is an expensive way to do it. And perhaps that's why, you know, uh, perhaps that's one of the reasons it's more adventurous, I suppose, sleeping mm, outside. Mm. Um, and I could do either, but um, but I don't feel the need to, mm. to sleep outside all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Very good, very good. Well, it's been a pleasure having a chat with you, Claire. I've I've enjoyed this one. This has been well. Uh, thanks for chatting. I've enjoyed been, it, and it's been nice to nice to meet you uh, as well because we still haven't met up uh, in person. But I'm sure that um, we can tee something up. Are you uh, you going to be in Adelaide uh, over into next year as well? 
yeah um uh, next year i'm back to working full time so yeah, yeah and and that and that is in adelaide yeah so um i'll be there for the tour down under as good. well i've got friends coming over to stay and good should be a big party we're all coming um, over it's my favorite it's one of, one of my favorite times of the year when tour down well, on. yeah I haven't been in Adelaide for the tour down under since I was a medical student. So oh wow! <laughs> so um, I'm really excited because now it's bigger than Ben Hur. It's it huge. Is. It's the best. I love it. Yeah. We're even talking so. about uh, staying on the week after and possibly doing some um, big rides down south because I I lived down south uh, near uh, in Port Port Willunga and and down that end in the McLaren Vale region. And oh, lovely! There's so yeah. much good riding down there. You would know. Oh, it's just beautiful. Isn't it? It is just, it, yeah, it is. Um, well, I haven't done a lot of riding around Adelaide long distance yet. So mm, I've mm. got a, I've still got place, places to explore. Oh, you've got, there's so much to explore in Adelaide. That's the best part about it. There's like, oh, you can just take that, take the, the ranges and you'll just pop out anywhere. And especially because you're on a bike that can handle a little bit of dirt and stuff here and there oh, as well. Oh, yeah. Gosh, just some beautiful, beautiful dirt roads, like, and they're well graded and just, ugh, I love it. We did, um, we did the Rafa Passport ride last ah, weekend. That's right. And, um, oh, that magnificent gravel. Like, yeah. it was just like someone had smoothed it just out. Just cut it, it, cut it, it with just, a hot knife. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was just lovely. <laughs> yeah. 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 Beautiful, and you you don't slow down for it. It's just lovely. No, you can you can hook along, especially some of those oh, ones yeah. c- coming off the the back of the ranges and and whatnot. It's um, yeah, it's beautiful beautiful riding down there. Beautiful country. So um, I'd love to uh, love to tee up some riding whilst whilst we're down. If you're uh, if you're not oh, too busy, are you gonna? I'm gonna... always keen for a ride. Good, good, good. <laughs> well, yeah. we'll we'll sort something out when we're down there. But um, excellent. But Claire, thank you so much. I really appreciate you um, taking the uh, Love, out, lovely chatting to out, you. I yeah. hope it was interesting. No, it was fascinating. <laughs> You're, you um, you've done so much. I, th- I think um, yeah, hats off to you, and uh, <laughs> and, and I'll, I'll let you continue the drive through back to uh, you're heading back to Adelaide now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So thank you yeah. for for stopping on the side of the road and. <laughs> oh no worries! I'm actually in a manger. I did tell you. You are. You did. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up on a up on a hill. Whereabouts? Did up you on say a hill. Yeah, yeah. I'm in Narracourt. There's Narracourt. a church with a manger-like structure. Yeah. That I'm sitting in. That's, that's <laughs> a good place to uh, do an interview for sure. <laughs> I thought it'd be quiet, but the roads no, notoriously it's been noisy. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Sounds good. Anywho, Claire, thank you very much for that. I really appreciate it. Cool. Oh, no problems. Thank, thanks for having and, a chat. It's and good. for everyone, yeah, to uh, everyone out there in the social world, you can follow Claire at. Uh, uh, surgeon, wow, well, and then surgeon bike or surge on a bike, whatever, whichever way you want to want to look at it. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's um, cool. It's great. Thanks very much. Claire. Thanks, Daniel. Good on you. Thank you.